Thank you for listening to the Conform to Christ podcast, where we seek to engage the mind, affect the heart, and call people to follow Christ. Jay Jones, here with George Mays. George little, Mays. Did you have a gl- little glitch there? George, I switched the cadence up to throw you off. Okay. <laughs> well, it worked. It worked. I saw you. <laughs> Got to keep them on their toes, George. Yeah. Yep. This is not a recording. We don't, or like pre-recorded uh-huh. intro like some have. Right. We do it in real time. Mm-hmm. Authentic. That's it. That's one of the words of 2023. Yeah. Authentic. Is that one? Using the, all the all the Christian buzzwords on here, okay. buddy. Mm-hmm. See how many we can get in in one episode. Okay. <laughs> well, we're back after taking a break. Um, and that was for self-care. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Last night we did a lot of community here at the church. We did. Uh-huh. Yeah, we yeah, were doing yeah. life together. Living life. <laughs> Last week's spring break, we had a little break, so we're back. Yeah. Did you do anything for spring break? Not really. Okay. No, nothing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well. Pretty uneventful, you know? Kind of sad, because usually spring break would be baseball time. Right. But, you know, Drake's recovering from that UCL, so no baseball, no no high school baseball this year. Yeah. So, yeah. You've been watching that World Baseball Classic? I watched it last night. Yeah. It's good. It's good stuff. Blew out those Cubans. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did. They, uh, the Cuban team, um, Randy Arozarena. Aro- you hear of that guy? Yeah. Ever hear him? So he, is, he like, escaped. He defected from Cuba. Okay. And uh, like a lot of these guys do, he made it over here. Right. But he obviously wasn't playing on Team Cuba. Uh-huh. He play, He play, actually <laughs> played for Mexico because oh, okay. they took him in as, uh, I guess, uh, <clears throat> asylum. Okay. And that's how he eventually got into pro pro baseball. Okay, but the Cubans, oh yeah, that was a good communist beatdown they got yesterday. <laughs> it was from the Americans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, I don't think, I don't think the Russians have a team. So, oh yeah, I mean the Chinese have a team, and I'm pretty sure they already got spanked and got kicked out. Yeah, I didn't see anything they're, about they're China. Out. Yeah, it's is has it been determined who the U.S. is playing <clears throat> in the championship game? I know it was. Japan and who were they playing? I my when it started, I thought it would end up being Japan and the U.S. because Japan's mm-hmm. pitching staff is absolutely mm-hmm. stacked, right? So, which is weird because the U.S. lineup is absolutely stacked, but their pitching staff is not. Mm. So Drake said somebody was joking around. They said Mike Trout was the guy who assembled the team. Okay. And he did the only thing he knows, which is stack a lineup and have zero pitching. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. It sounds yeah. about right. You got to feel bad for Michael Trout. <laughs> for Mike Trout. I know. After this, I mean, he's playing on this U.S. team. They're going to the championship, and then he has to go back and play for the Angels. Yep. Well. Yeah. Could have been man. He, I mean, he's a superstar. But he is. if he had been on the Yankees mm-hmm. or somebody like that franchise team, the Braves, yeah. he'd have been a massive, yeah, star. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is anyway. For people that like baseball, he is. But yeah, I mean, that's he's made himself a good little career and living though. Mm-hmm. Just not on a winning team, right? Pretty rough, right? <clears throat> yep. Well, we are uh, talking about faith today. Mm-hmm. Maybe if he had more faith, they would win. Is that the way faith works, George? (laughs) 
That's how a lot of people think faith works. Just activate it. Mm-hmm. Makes your activate. reality change. That's the Holy Spirit. You have to activate. Oh the Holy yeah, Spirit. Activ- Yeah, I forget. That's like the force, and then mm-hmm. faith activates the force. Mm-hmm. So it's a mechanism. Yeah. So we're talking about faith today. Yeah. We're on the big faith chapter, mm-hmm. Hebrews eleven. Have you heard it called the Hall of Faith? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Wonder where that came from. I don't know. I uh, I said that to some people one time, and they looked at me like. I was just really bizarre. They'd never heard that before. That's, this, this that's is, all I've ever heard it called. This is like the Cooperstown of the Bible. Mm-hmm. So you got all these by faith. This, this. It's it's pretty. It's a pretty uh, awesome chapter. Yeah. And I was wondering how you're going to do it because it's it's too too long to do all in one. But I can yeah. see you doing an all in one. Certain scenarios could mm-hmm. call for that, but you divided it up. Not this um, scenario. Yeah, not this no, one. Not this one. <laughs> Each stopped after Noah. Uh-huh. So we're going through verse 7. So if you have a Bible, it's Hebrews 11, 1 through 7. So maybe we'll just have you read it, and we'll jump into it. Okay. Sound good? Fair enough. All right. Yeah, you got it up on the screen. There it is. Boom. There it is. All right. Um <clears throat> Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. By faith Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks." By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death, and he was not found, because God had taken him. Now before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this, he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. Awesome. Every time I uh, I read commend yesterday, uh-huh. I was so afraid I was going to say condemned. Oh. <laughs> you didn't do it, though. No, no, I didn't. No. You got to be careful very, worrying about very, having uh, thoughts like that while you're preaching. Well, because I you'll be, do it. I know, I know. Well, I, I was trying to be really deliberate. I was being really careful as I was reading through the, the passage. <clears throat> Commend, yeah. commend. So we're jumping in here talking about faith, and I like the way you introduced this. You talked about how over time words, they their meanings just change. Right. It's kind of a strange thing, kind of a strange phenomenon. Yeah. See, so it's several. Well, well, I mean, that's the reason why um, the King James can be really hard to to read because there's words in there that they don't mean the same thing now. Mm-hmm. That they meant in sixteen eleven, right? Right. Yeah. So you had you listed three. One was awful. Awful. Yeah. Everyone knows that means not good. Yeah, not good. But that's not what it originally meant, right? Yeah. Um, it originally meant something that inspired awe. Awe, full, full of awe. Yeah. Right. Um, it doesn't mean that anymore. Like a Trey Turner home run, grand slam. <laughs> Over Venezuela, uh-huh. so take give them the go ahead. Yeah, it was a thing it of sh- beauty. It should have it should have inspired awe in the Venezuelan. 
team. It inspired all and everyone. Yeah. And the pitcher thought it was awful. Yeah. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. Um, so weird how it changed. We we sing uh, an Isaac Watts hymn called How How um, Sweet and Awful is the Place. Yeah. Um, and it's all about Christ as electing love towards his people. And if we don't, if we don't, know that Isaac Watts is using awful in its original sense, we're going to be confused as to why is it so awful that Christ is here yeah. um, showing his his love <laughs> to yeah. his people. I remember the first time I, I heard that, and uh-huh. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I am confusion. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, because it's he's using it in the original sense, not yeah. in the modern sense. Yeah. Same with terrible. Yeah. Uh, terrible... Um, it's just a synonym for awful. Uh, nowadays, it means bad. Yeah. Um, but it used to mean something that it inspired terror or dread. Mm. So God is terrible. Mm. <laughs> but that sounds really bad. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. really bad to the modern ear for us to, to say that. But he's he is one who um, inspires terror and, and dread mm-hmm. um the, the israelites were in in terror of god at mount sinai when he spoke from the from the flames yeah in a strange twist of word fate you could say god is the illest <laughs> and it would I, mean i wouldn't <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't say that either but it would mean what awful used to mean like mm-hmm. he's the most awesome like yeah, if somebody, yeah. If some, that's what people say. Like that was the illest. Mm-hmm. Like he, that's the most awesome. Right, right. Language is so strange. Bad is the other. Bad. Bad's yeah. the other example. I, you say I if gave. You, if like it, it used to. It used to be bad. Used to be like useless, worthless. Yeah. Um. In your uh, in your sermon series on the problem of of evil and suffering, you use the example of of a a bad apple. Mm-hmm. Right. Like how how do we know what a bad apple is? Well, we know what a good apple is. Right. right? A bad apple is it's worthless. You know, yeah. you don't want to eat a bad apple, right? Um, then it, it kind of morphed into meaning more of a moral, mm-hmm. a moral bad, so evil, wicked. Yeah. And then if you grew up in the eighties, you know, yeah. bad is good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was it, there was and the, uh, there was like a skateboard movie or something? I don't know something from our from our childhood. I can see the I can see the marketing with the word bad. As I was looking at it, it actually seems like bad um, has a uh, a long a long history of being used as good. It's Fine. like a jazz slang huh. from like the from like the thirties, okay, like the twenties and thirties. Interesting. Um, yeah. So bad bad means good. <laughs> Sick means good. Yeah. Ill means good. Yeah. It's like the. But if you if you don't know what you're you know, what the person means by the word, um, you have no idea. And faith, same thing today. It's Fa- the same thing. Faith faith has um, it's changed its meaning over time. Yeah. Um, for Cult- people, culturally, culturally, right, right. Um, so you've got the word of faith uh, movement. So for for us, you you hear faith and you probably think belief, um, trust, but for the word of faith. Um, they would take faith to mean more like a force uh-huh. that you can tap into, right? 
And so, I mean, it's in the it's in the title, word of faith. So you speak a word of faith, mm-hmm. this positive word of faith, and something positive is supposed to happen. So they'll they'll even say you can speak things into existence. Mm. And so if you speak a word of faith, good things will happen. But if you speak negative words of unbelief, bad things will happen. Mm-hmm. And this is just paganism. Um, if you uh, rem- oh, yeah. if you remember, I don't know, probably ten years ago, the secret. Uh huh. Um, was that Eckhart Tolle? Is that is that he was part of it? I don't know. Anyway, um, this this pagan idea, the law of attraction, that oh. if you speak if you speak good things, good things happen. If you speak negative things, negative things happen. Yeah. Magic. Well, the word of faith that they're just using this pagan idea, the law of attraction, but they're they're using the word faith. Yeah. Right? Um, you've got you've got these um, prosperity preachers that talk about sowing a seed of faith. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you send in your your um, your seed faith money, right? It's usually money. Um, God will multiply it back to you, uh-huh. so you get more money back. Right? But there's there's other ways, not not just that. Um, skeptics, even some Christians, they uh, they they think of faith as something that defies all reason logic evidence there's mm. no reason to believe it but you believe it anyway right um like this leap of faith right right um jesus take the will yeah kind of kind of idea i think indiana jones might have heard heard uh, our view of faith leap of faith huh? right you got, leap the, of faith. you got you the leap st- of faith in the uh uh last crusade yeah just gotta step off uh-huh. the ledge yeah yeah it's there right yeah. but there's no reason to like, uh-huh. you have to just yeah um, yeah, but then he gave his buddy reason to have faith. He threw the sand on it. Yes, yes, and then that's he right. Could say, okay, that's okay. Right. Then here's, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, people will uh, mistake faith with emotionalism. Like you, you, like faith is some kind of feeling uh-huh. that you have to have. Um, faith is something that you have to produce. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's there's all these different there's all these different definitions of of what faith is, and if we don't define it correctly then um we're we're not only going to be talking past each other right you know if, if i'm talking to somebody that goes to a word of faith church and we're talking about faith we've got to define our terms yeah right i don't believe faith is what you're you're defining it as right so we've got to at least have that understanding that we're defining faith differently yeah. Um, but even worse, we're gonna we're gonna misunderstand what the Bible means by faith. Uh-huh. I mean, if we come to Hebrews eleven and we read about faith and we think, well, this is some kind of force that that we're speaking into existence. So, uh, Abel and Enoch and Noah and Abraham and Moses, they're they all are speaking, you know, words of faith. Um, <laughs> you're that's gonna have a completely different meaning to the entire entire chapter. So we've got to define what we mean by faith, and that's what Hebrews chapter eleven does for us. Yeah, it's kind of important to get right. I mean, a lot of confusion, as we said. I remember R.C. Sproul talking about once one of his friends who, I guess, originally got caught up in the Word of Faith movement, he had cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, they kept telling him he wasn't healed because he lacked faith. Yeah, he didn't have enough faith. So yeah. what, do you, what do you have to do? You have to produce yeah. more faith. How do you do that? It's it's the little engine that could right. I think yeah. I can. I think I yeah. can. I think I can. But so he's, there's, I mean, how do you do that? How do you produce that faith? And that, what a terrible thing to tell somebody, <laughs> right? Like you, you have this, and you wouldn't have it if if you would just believe more mm-hmm. or believe harder or whatever. <laughs> right. Your lack of faith, and so of course he eventually 
you know, Sproul was able to talk with him. Right. But um, super important because mm. we believe um, justification is by faith alone. Yeah. So something that we want to make sure we understand and we get right. Mm-hmm. So we have this big chapter here to help us. Yeah. In this regard. Mm. So, but the the problem with this chapter is it usually is taken alone. Yeah. Um. It it usually is just kind of a parenthesis in the book of Hebrews. Like, what is this doing here? Yeah. Um. And when you when you separate it from everything else that's going on, it becomes just a chapter of character studies. Uh-huh. I've I've heard I've heard many times people just taking bits and pieces out of it or walking through the entire chapter and just doing character studies mm-hmm. and just, well, here's Abel. Let's go back and talk about Abel. And it, it just becomes, it, it just is completely separated from, from everything else that that's going on. Like the context of the book, why is he bringing up Abel? Why is he bringing up Enoch? Mm-hmm. Um, and, we have to remember that these chapter divisions they um they're they're not original to the text so this actually connects us to the exhortation that began back in chapter 10 verse 19 so um starting in verse 19 we have this final exhortation that will carry us through the end of the book and chapter 11 is a it's an integral part of that Mm-hmm. Um, because in verses 32 through 39, he is reminding these Christians who are struggling, they're, they're being opposed, they're facing hostility, um, all kinds of suffering. He's telling them, um, remember how you endured suffering in the past and um, endure now and, and into the future. And then he quotes from Habakkuk chapter 2 saying that the righteous one lives by faith and if he shrinks back, God has no pleasure in him. Mm. And then verse 39 is kind of that, it's kind of the key to understanding chapter 11. But we're, we are not those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith and preserve their souls. Right. And so he says, we right. are yeah, yeah. of those who have faith. And then he, go, he jumps into what we would say is chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is. Yeah. Like what? Okay, we have faith. We are those who have faith. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. And he's going to show that um, we're not the first Christians. Um, this is not something new. There is this long stream, this long line of godly men and women who have faith, and the 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 exhortation is jump in, be a part of it, mm-hmm. be a part of this this long line of of godly faithful saints. Mm. Okay, so you want us to take away uh, the character of saving faith, and then we can apply that into our lives so we can emulate this saving faith. So you gave seven aspects of true saving faith. Yeah, and when I told Philip that I had seven points, he was like, ooh, (laughs) you sure? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I try to give you as much time as I could. I I I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so here we first. Hey, one. I, hey, I got up there and the the clock in the pulpit said ten fourteen. So I had so I had an hour and I had an hour and a half to go. <laughs> it was it wasn't it wasn't ten fourteen. No, we, we didn't set the. Oh, we didn't we reset. Didn't, we didn't, we didn't, but it wasn't eleven fourteen. We didn't put. That's what the clock said. It said it was eleven fourteen. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was about 11, no eleven ten. Sorry, 10, okay. it, no, it was ten. It was All ten. Right. It was ten after. Yeah, it was ten ten. Okay. We can get that adjusted, huh? Just a little joke, Jay. Just yeah. a little joke. Well, 
Yeah. No, I was trying to think because I thought you got up at like 11, 11.05. Okay. The um, clock could be, yeah. the clock could be. They probably did that off on, on purpose. Purpose. Maybe. <laughs> someone's, I somebody did someone's that on messing, Someone's messing with the clock. Trying to make the, us think we got, we're out of time. We get done and then it's, we think we're, we're late and we're actually on time. What's this I hear? I, I didn't go back and listen. What's this I hear about while I was gone, you preached a sermon that was shorter than an hour. <laughs> how long was it, Larry? I, I don't know how long it was. It I heard to, I heard it was something like forty eight minutes. That's longer than I thought. I thought it would be forty minutes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Guess I got a little long winded, huh? I gotta go back and I gotta go back and listen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Preach those short sermons when I'm not yeah. around. Angie said somebody was uh, visiting, and she heard him say, "It's over." That was simple. Uh. <laughs> See, some pastors would be offended to say that is simple. Yeah, but that's that's what I'm going for. Yeah, yeah. Just want you to see it, see yeah, it right there. In that's the text. simple. Yeah, so I appreciate it. Yeah. So mine mine was right at an hour. I think yeah. uh, if you if you take off the uh, the closing prayer, um, I, th- I think it was an hour. Okay. Based on the based on the pulpit clock. But I I did, I did it the way I did here because this is the introduction to the chapter. So the the main, the main um, people are going to be Abraham and Moses. Those are kind of the, the two big ones. Okay. Um, But this is kind of an intro that is um, giving us this kind of uh, explanation of what we mean by faith. And then Abraham and Moses are going to be those that really expand on that yeah um so we we just hit like one verse abel one verse enoch one verse noah um without a whole lot of uh-huh. of detail so seven aspects of true saving faith mm-hmm. number one faith works yep so you have to explain this one for a, for a little bit yeah yeah i did and and it was uh a little difficult i'm hoping that i explained it well because it was that the ideas is um it's a it's a little it's a little complicated right um faith is the assurance of things hoped for the conviction of things not seen okay and that's um that's the esv Mm -hmm. um it uses the words assurance and conviction and this emphasizes kind of the subjective side. So I feel assurance, I feel conviction of these things that you can't see with your eyes. Okay. Um, and this is dividing, and I think we can see the, the division in, in verses one through seven. The, the, the assurance of things hoped for is the inheritance, so the, the promises of God. Um, the things not seen are how God does it, his, his power, his faithfulness, um, his love towards his people. Okay. So we have this um, assurance that um, there is this inheritance, there is this future reward, um, but we, we also have conviction that though we don't see it, God's going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that there's that subjective side. Okay. And I, I think that there is a subjective side. We, we, I mean, as individual Christians, we feel a certain way. Uh-huh. Um, but I think that the um, that it should be more focused on the objective side. Okay. 
Um, and I think that the King James and the Christian Standard Bible translate it better. Okay. Okay. What is it? So the King James reads, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Okay. So that's focusing more on the objective side. It's not, it's not really um, how I feel. It's what is true regardless of, regardless of how I feel. Mm. Okay. Um, the, the Christian Standard Bible reads, I think, even stronger. Faith is the reality of things hoped for, the proof of things not seen. Um, and uh, we get that from the word that the ESV translates as assurance. And the ESV follows the New American Standard and the Legacy Standard. Um, in translating as, as assurance and conviction. But the, uh, the actual word that's translated as assurance is hypostases. Uh-huh. Um, hypostases is the word for substance. And it's originally used back in uh, chapter 1, verse 3, that, um, the, that he, Jesus, the Son, is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of God the Father's hypostases uh, his nature mm. um so he's he is uh, the the word is used to distinguish between um appearance and reality uh jesus doesn't simply appear as god mm-hmm. he's not just um similar to god he is the exact hypostases he's the exact substance yeah um i guess a, a similar word would be Ousius, mm-hmm. um, like stuff, essence. Uh-huh. Right? Um, so the son is the reality. He's the substance of the father. Um, he's he's the he's the same um, essence. Ousius. Um, this word is used in the Chalcedonian Creed. So the Chalcedonian Creed is talking about um, the hypostatic union. So Jesus is truly God. Mm-hmm. Um, in the incarnation, he takes upon himself humanity. He becomes truly man, so he has two natures. But those two natures um, come together in one hypostasis, mm-hmm. um, one person. Yeah, right. Um, and he doesn't just appear as a man; he actually is a man. Like he he is the he's the same um, reality as a man. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's how hypostases is is used um, theologically. So I think that that's how it probably should be translated here. Instead of assurance, it should be substance or reality. Um, and so what that means, I, th- I think, is um, that he's talking about the nature of of faith. He's talking that it's not just a feeling. It's not just um, a mental ascent, it actually works. It actually does something. Um, one commentator, he translated it as, um, faith is living in accordance with the reality of things hoped for. Or faith is living as if the things hoped for are real. Mm. So faith is not, uh, I, I think that James 2 gives us a good um, a, a, a help in understanding what, what the author of Hebrews is saying here. That that there is um, all kinds of different faith. There's dead faith, right? And there's living faith. Mm. There's a faith that says I believe in God, but doesn't do anything about it. 
Right. The, the, there are people that say, I believe in Jesus, yeah. but they live as if he doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so James says that you believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe, and they shudder. Yeah. Um, he's saying that even the demons have some kind of reaction. But uh, apparently, there's people that James is writing to that are just making a, a mint or a, a verbal confession, but they their lives are completely devoid of of um, you know any kind of of evidence right. of that faith. So he talks about this this faith. What kind of faith saves? Is it just is it just faith that you just confess, or is it faith that actually works? Uh-huh. Um, and James would say that faith without works is dead. Right. Um, I think that's what the author of Hebrews is is saying also, which right. which is uh, ties into the context of the book um, very nicely. Mm-hmm. That you've got these Christians who've made this confession of faith, but now they're being tempted to fall away. They're being tempted to go back to the the Old Testament temple sacrifices, and he says that um, real faith actually perseveres. Yeah, they're. Uh... They're they're tempted to either go back, mm-hmm. or I could see potentially some saying, "Well, I I'm not really gathering with a gathered Christian community because it's dangerous, you know, and right. uh, I could be ostracized." Mm. But privately, I'm still actually a Christian. Right? You can That's, be a, you can be a, a yeah as good a Christian as home, at home as you uh, can. Right. Right. I'm just not going to associate with right. you people, uh-huh. the Christian community. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Or That's, you know. That's not the kind of faith that he's that he's talking about. Yeah, people do it today. Though they would reinvent, they reinvent Christianity altogether. Mm-hmm. I mean, for whatever, right? I mean, you see it get on Twitter. Yeah, I, I'm a Christian, uh, but I I deny uh, the inerrancy. Uh-huh. Um, I deny the resurrection. <laughs> I deny Christ is returning. Yeah. Uh, I deny hell. Exclusivity like, of Christ. Exclu- you know, like, there's many different ways to God. You. Do not have the substance, <laughs> right? <laughs> you don't have the reality. Yeah, yeah. you don't have faith. Mm. Yeah, you've just created something. Yeah, because faith actually looks like something, right? Um, it's 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 the reality. I, I wrote this reality quote down. I don't know if you quoted it or you're quoting somebody else. Like, here's what faith: faith is reality, living as if the things hoped for are real. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's one of the that's one of the Hebrew commentaries okay. that I was reading. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Yeah. I, I, th- I think so. And, and I had to, you know, I had to make sure that when, because there's so many visitors, I don't know who, I don't know who, you know, what their background is or anything. I had to make sure when you hear faith works, um, we have to be really careful to make sure that we, we are defining works. Uh-huh. Um, works are not meritorious. They're, we're not saved by works. Right. We are saved by faith alone. But... You can't talk about faith without works. Yeah. I mean, what is it? I mean, even James says, um, show me your faith without works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. Like, you talk about faith like it's some kind of ethereal force. What is it? Um, if you don't have, if you don't have um, some kind of outward, outward action um, that's a result of your faith, then what what is what is your faith? Right. It's 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 nothing. Um, Calvin said that we're saved by faith alone, but it's not a faith that is alone. Uh-huh. Uh, Luther says that um, idle faith is not justifying faith. Um, so if you've got this faith that doesn't do anything, 
that's not the kind of faith that saves. Yeah. Um, and that's James's point in James chapter two. Um, he's not in opposition to Paul and I don't know if this is Paul or not in Hebrews right. 11, but uh, he's not in opposition to Paul. Um, Paul says we're saved by faith alone apart from works. James says we're saved by um, faith with works. They're not in opposition. James is just correcting this faulty understanding of what faith is. Uh -huh. uh, but faith comes first, but faith produces something. It always produces something. <laughs> if it doesn't produce something, then it's not the kind of faith that saves. Yeah, Who's, who said we're saved by faith alone, but faith is never alone? Yeah, it's, it's Calvin. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that that's what he means, I think, by now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Um, God has promised these this mm -hmm. this reward, and we're to live in accordance with what we believe. Yeah. Right? It's a, it's a, we we say we say Christ it has ascended. He is reigning from Father's right hand. He will return to judge the living and the dead. He will reward. Those who have served him, um, and his kingdom will be without end. He will judge those who are against him, and like even us, we will give an account for every word that we say. That, yeah. You know, um, so I'm going to march in a you know gay pride parade. Right. <laughs> like, right. That's not what he's. That's not what he's talking about. Yep. Like he's, he's not talking. He's not talking about making a verbal confession and then living as if none of that's going to yeah, happen yeah living, he's never going living, to judge me just bowing down to the culture and, and you know what society wants a you know a christian to be yeah right um real faith lives in accordance with the these things that we're hoping for yeah i keep seeing people my first initial instinct is to publicly debate these people <laughs> Like I don't know if you've seen that one guy, that doctor, whatever. People are always proud of their doctoral degrees. Mm -hmm. I always know something's off kilter yeah. right away, but it becomes very clear. Like, and he's like this—he's deceiving people. I'm like, okay, should I just publicly just debate this guy? And because I know how this is going to go, but it's not—I know you're not going to win him, but could could win other people. And then I think, ah, eh, you know what? Now nah, I just wait around about ten years because. All these people that say they're Christians now will mm. be full on apostatized heretics, yeah. and all of their churches will be dead. Mm -hmm. They won't even be here. Yeah, and we'll just rebuild from the ashes. Yeah, that's my philosophy now. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I think like so. I you've mean... left everything that Christianity is. Mm -hmm. All of your churches are going to die. Yeah. So we'll just wait around and watch it happen. And yeah, then, I, I watched um, I watched a little bit of the uh, the conversation between James White and Jeff Durbin and um, that Brandon. What is his last name? Brandon Supergay. That's what I call him. <laughs> That's him. That's the guy. <laughs> That's the guy. Yeah. The uh, he called her a dog. That guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I listened to some of that conversation. Is really <laughs> it was really frustrating to listen to because he still says I. I believe in Jesus. I believe, um, I believe He's God. I pray to Him, but He rejects. He rejects like all the the essentials of the faith, and and He doesn't. He doesn't hold to the inerrancy of Scripture. Um, he he doesn't think that it's a sin to uh, to practice homosexuality. He's a universalist. Uh, um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's. Yeah, um, <laughs> I watched a video. Uh, this this uh, it was in the comments section. 
it was from about a year ago, and the title of the video from him was um, "Christian, Stop Making Jesus an Idol." <laughs> what? Um, I think this. I think. I think this dude actually may be demon possessed. Maybe. Like, cause you can't like that mm-hmm. bold faced say, mm-hmm. "I'm a Christian, I love Jesus," yeah, and then say Stop making him everything that is exactly the opposite. Yeah, stop holding Jesus up too highly, Jay. Yeah, um, yeah. So you, the, this is that's a prime example of somebody that professes to have faith, but they're not living in accordance with <laughs> with the things hoped for, right? Well, there's nothing to hope for because mm-hmm. everybody gets it. Yeah. Because there's no, God won't judge anyone, so except for homophobes, yeah, except for bigots, <clears throat> yeah, um, and uh, Hitler. Okay, um, so the sub, the it's the substance of things hoped for, but it's also the conviction of things not seen. Um, that word conviction, um, King James translates as evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's um, a legal argument that's substantiated by evidence. So it's it's like a. It's like in a courtroom mm-hmm. where they're not just they're not just arguing the case, but they've got evidence to to back it up. Um, so this is referencing um, God and His faithfulness. You uh, you you don't see you don't see it. It's it's invisible, um, but you have evidence of His right. faithfulness, uh-huh. and the evidence is in the chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Abel and Enoch and Noah and Abraham and Sarah and Isaac and Jacob and and uh, Moses and the Israelites and Rahab and, and all of these people that um, God has shown His faithfulness. Mm-hmm. He's shown His power. Um, There's... So we've so we we're not again. It's not a shot in the dark. It's not a leap of faith. It's God has done these things in the past. So believe that God is still faithful and he's and yeah. he's still going to all these things are going to be true not just for these these men and women in the past they're going to be true for you also there's this there's this interaction between um, John Lennox mm-hmm. uh, the um, the mathematician mm-hmm. the uh, and he's talking to Richard Dawkins where he made Richard Dawkins admit that he had written false things in his book about the historicity of Jesus in front of all of his uh, elite academic peers, yeah. which was amazing. But then, of course, Dawkins is going like, you just have blind faith. You're just taking a leap in the dark, and you have no evidence and whatever. And he's like, and it was, I mean, I don't really know. I mean, they don't accept it. He's like, no, I don't. He's like, yeah, you do. He said, no, I'm the evidence. <laughs> he said, I've met God. Mm. He's changed my life. Yeah. You deny that, but that doesn't make it any less real evidence. Mm-hmm. I've met him. I know he's real. He's changed me. He's made my life better. Um, that's a real experience. Mm-hmm. You just deny the millions of people around the world. You just don't take their word, so you don't like that evidence. Yeah, And that's true. Mm-hmm. It may not be evidence you like, but I can say the same thing. I know you can. I, I have experienced... God, mm-hmm. that's real. Yeah, it's not, and it's not just a subjective feeling thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's a reality. Yeah. So let's keep going then. Okay. So number two, salvation is always through faith. Mm-hmm. Kind of an important thing. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, I mean we uh, we got, got it right there. Yeah, it's right, right, right yeah, there, it's right there, George, right there behind me. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, there faith it is. Alone. Faith alone. We hold to faith alone. Salvation is by faith alone. So people of old, they received their commendation. You're going to have to do some uh, 
translation into the common language <laughs> okay. for us for, on this one, I think. Yeah. Isn't the ESV supposed to be the common, supposed to be. The common language? Um, all right. So, by it, faith. Uh-huh. Um, the people of old, this is uh, the word presbytery. Uh, it just means the elders. The people it's just, of it's old. Just a, it's just a respectful, uh, respectful word for the saints of the Old Testament. Okay. Um, so by faith, the people of old, they received their commendation. Um, and that word is found throughout these, these verses. So it talks about Abel being commended. Um, Enoch is commended. Um, it's the word uh, martyr. Hmm. Um, it's, it's the word for witness. But um, now it's being applied not to, uh, it's not being applied to God, it's being applied to these these elders, the the people of old. Um, it's um, it's a word that's translated all over the book of Acts. This book is, or this this word is all over Acts. Um, Stephen, he uh, he has a good repute. Um, Cornelius and Timothy and uh, the prophet Ananias that that removed the the the. Um, <laughs> Blindness from Paul's eyes. Yeah. Um, all of them were well spoken of. Mm-hmm. Same word. Um, the widows of First Timothy chapter five, um, before they're enrolled in the the register, register or whatever uh, to take care of the church is supposed to take care of them. They're supposed to have a reputation for good works. It's same word. Mm. Um, so uh, the the King James says that the uh, the elders received a good report. Um, so. What, what this is saying is that um, by faith, the saints of the Old Testament, they bore witness to God. They bore witness to um, his, his power and his faithfulness. And in response, God, um, he bore witness about them. Mm. Like they, have a good re- they have a good report from God. Uh. Um, Jesus talks about how he'll, he will... Um, Deny you before the Father if yeah. you deny Him before men, or He will acknowledge acknowledge, acknowledge you. you. Right? Mm-hmm. That's that's what's going on here. It's it's just th- this verse is just another way of of saying Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. Mm. That by faith the people of old in the Old Testament received justification. Mm. That's that's what that that's a, just another way that we could yeah. translate that. And I, I think this is important because. We talk about you know faith alone. Um, sometimes we can act like that's just a Reformation doctrine, like that's something new. Um, but uh, if we're looking at the Bible, we will sometimes we'll act like this is the the five solas that are behind us. We'll, we'll act like those are just New Testament doctrines. Mm-hmm. But if you if you search the scriptures, you'll see that um, Scripture alone, grace alone, faith alone, in Christ alone, to the glory of God alone. It's all through the Bible, including the Old Testament. And that's what this verse is saying, is that it's not just the it's not just the saints in the New Testament that are justified by faith. The people of old in the Old Testament, they were justified by faith also. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, even though the law was given to Israel in the Old Testament, um, they were never justified by the law. They were always justified by faith. And, and Paul is... Paul is explicitly clear. Um, he he says no one is justified by works of the law. Um, he he says in Romans chapter three that we we say that that no one we're that everyone is justified by faith, not by works of the law. 
And then in chapter four, he gives the examples of uh, David and Abraham as examples of, of this, that they're saved not by works, they're saved by faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from the beginning of the world to the end of the world, the only way that someone is justified is by faith. Yeah, we got that one. So when you, when you re- so when you read the Old Testament and you're reading about these saints, you have to be thinking they are believing in the promises of God, and right. those promises are always centered on the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Now they didn't have as much information as we do. We we have fuller revelation than they did. Right. But all of the promises going back to Genesis three fifteen are always centered on the Messiah. That that's who they're always hoping in. They're always hoping that God is going to bring someone to save them. Uh-huh. Um, so the the seed of the the seed of the woman is Jesus. Um, the offspring that um, God is going to bless the world through um, Abraham's seed is Jesus. Um, the seed of David that's going to sit on the throne forever it's Jesus. So they're always trusting in the Messiah. Um, so Old Testament, New Testament. It's always faith alone, and it's always centered on God's promises in Jesus. Good. All right, salvation is always through faith. Next, faith has God's word as its foundation. Um, you had a good quote from a pastor, that um, I didn't catch the name. Let's see if you'd read that quote from this section. It's about simple faith. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't even know how to. I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name, <laughs> but he's a pastor in California. I just ran across his uh, his quote. Um, I, I think he's a master's graduate. Okay. Um, he said, "My faith is simple. I read the Bible. I believe what I read." That's it, right there, man. There you go. I mean, that's the that's that's the Christian faith. <laughs> mm-hmm. There it is. Read the Bible. Believe it. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, our faith. Is again, it's not the shot in the dark. It's not a leap of faith. We have a book. And well, Andy Stanton does not like that. No, he does not. God said it. I believe it. That's yeah. a no go for that. Right. For that man. Right. Yeah. He. I mean, he says, "Don't start with the Bible says." Right. Yeah. Don't. Don't. Don't start there. Mm-hmm. But um, I. I think that's. I think that's what the Bible tells us to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so by faith, we understand that the universe, it's uh, the word Ionis, it's everything, mm-hmm. um, time and space, uh, was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. So he starts here because he's going to go through kind of a chronological timeline and he starts at the beginning. Mm-hmm. This is just Genesis 1, right? Um, creation ex nihilo. God creates everything, um, not out of ex- pre-existing stuff, but he just speaks. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do we know that? Because he told we us. Weren't, we weren't there, right? <laughs> like, right? No one was there. Moses wasn't there to see it. Adam wasn't there to see it. Um, we believe it because God not only not only created by his word, but he reveals that he created by his word, by his right. word, right? Mm-hmm. right. Um, so we know these things to be true, because the scriptures teach us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even though we have um, you know, apologetic evidences that we can use, um, we can use reasoning, logic. I mean, I, I gave the Stephen Hawking's um, quote 
Right. You know, given the law of gravity, the universe can and will create itself. Um, we we can use logic to say. No. Nope. Did, did a moron say this? No. Oh no, it's Stephen Hawking. No, <laughs> he's supposed no. to be like the smartest but he's got guy. A PhD <laughs> and he's a PhD, and so everybody believes it. Yeah. They don't even right. try to listen. Uh-huh. Wasn't it John saying. Lennox that responded to this by saying, this is proof that even smart people can say really dumb things? That's right. Yeah. Yep. Um, but we can, use, we can use reasoning to say that's, that's a nonsense statement. Um, but really our foundation is God's word. And we, uh, we don't need to... We can use the apologetic evidences to, to bolster... Our, our, our faith, our arguments, but we have to start with the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Like, that's our foundation. We, we don't, um, like Andy Stanley, he's trying to reason from, I don't even know what he's trying to do. I don't really <laughs> I mean, understand he, his I mean, he, he wants to, he wants to um, base Christianity on the resurrection, right. but in order to do that, you have to go back to the yeah, Bible because I mean, the there, Bible is what tells you that Jesus died and rose again. You have a, you have uh, external sources to the uh, crucifixion, mm. uh, and that Christians were claiming he was resurrected by Roman historian, Jewish historian. Mm. Uh, you don't have them saying he actually was. We saw it, but and you have um, um, who are the first generation of uh, those discipled by the believers, several of their writings. Mm-hmm. So those Ignatius, Ignatius and, yeah, Polycarp. Polycarp. So you have those uh, external sources that aren't the Bible. Mm-hmm. Are, so I, what I'm trying to think is Andy Stanley trying to set, put more weight in those? <laughs> I guess. Than he would the actual Bible itself? The people that claim to be eyewitnesses? Like yeah, why would you believe Polycarp's writings, but you don't believe, <laughs> you don't believe John? Right. Like John says, I was there. Yeah, I actually ran into the tomb and saw, you know, and saw he was gone. Yeah, no, no, uh, we can't believe him because that's in the Bible. <laughs> we got <laughs> we got to believe Polycarp. <laughs> oh man, yeah, you got yeah. me, dude. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but our our foundation is is found in the scriptures, is found in the Word of God, and uh, what's important is you know that idea that you've just got to have more faith. You got to produce more faith. Um, the reason why these things aren't happening is you don't have enough faith. Get more faith. Um, where do you get it? Well, it's from the scriptures. Yeah. Um, Paul writes in, in Romans ten seventeen that faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Um, so he's, and the word of Christ just means the scriptures. Um, so if you want more faith, if you want to be like these, these men and women of faith, read your Bible. Yeah. Read your Bible, believe it, and obey it. And that's how you have faith. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. So my faith just is very simple. I read the Bible, I believe what it says. You're just a simpleton. Hey. Aren't you? That's fine. That's that's fine with me. That's I mean, yeah, I mean you just got to claim it. Yeah, I mean. Claim I, the title. I'm, I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I didn't use, I didn't use this in the, in uh, the sermon, but I, I love at the end of the book of Proverbs, you've got um, you've got this uh, the words of Agur, son of Jacob. I don't know who that is, but anyway, 
The man declares, I am weary, O God, I am weary, O God, and worn out. Surely I am too stupid to be a man. I have not the understanding of a man. I have not learned wisdom, nor have I knowledge of the Holy One. Own that, right? Like, I'm too stupid to be a man. And then he goes on and he says, every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. Mm. Like, I'm too stupid. Don't add to his words, George. I'm too stupid. I need God's word. Mm. Yeah. Like, um, it's, it's through God's word that the Holy Spirit produces faith. Yeah. And so if you want to have more faith, don't just try to, don't try to produce it. Don't try to drum it up. Read your Bible and believe it. Yeah. And the Spirit will use that to produce faith. Next, faith has both sorrows and triumphs. Verse 4, you've got the episode of Abel mm. and Enoch. Yeah. Interesting how these are put here. Yeah, I, th- this, I, th- I think way. they're supposed to yeah. be. I, th- I think that's the way that he he pairs them up. Mm-hmm. I originally was going. I originally had eight points, and I was going to divide them. But I I think that that Abel and Enoch are supposed to be a pair. Yeah, and it's a good balance. It shows good balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that we know that just it, it, like if you have faith in God, you're one of His people. You're walking in His ways because faith works. Shouldn't everything just go? swimmingly yeah i mean that's what that's what the prosperity preachers would right would say right yeah like if you're a if you're a person of faith then joel osteen you're highly favored you're gonna get that parking you're spot highly favored. You're gonna get at that, the mall you're gonna get that you're and i'm just wondering who still spot. goes to the mall you're gonna be upgraded you're gonna be upgraded the first class when you're flying yeah um he gives the he gives the uh if i have enough faith will my taxes go down <laughs> that's what i want to know you gotta have a lot of faith you gotta, you gotta hey, really speak that into existence. Had to pay in federal. Yeah. Thanks, everybody who voted for Biden. Thank you. First time I did that in like twenty years. Yeah. Appreciate it. Hope the Ukrainians enjoy my money. They get you. They get I you, George. I, I haven't. You're about uh, to find out yeah, that I'm you got find out, got. Yeah. yeah. Larry. Uh, <laughs> Larry got a refund. Uh, guess I'm doing something wrong. You don't, have, have, enough, no you don't have enough faith. That's yeah. it. That's gotta be it. So faith has both sorrows and triumphs, and you have this. You, you gotta have, pay. Sometimes you gotta pay taxes, and sometimes you get a refund. You just get a refund. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Able. I wish I could like just like you know you could designate mm. tax money because I would give my tax money to the USA baseball team. Oh yeah, yeah. That's money worthwhile right there, George. <laughs> don't you think? I don't know if they need it or not. They probably can fund their own stuff. Mm-hmm. Those guys, but then you can feel like you're a part of it. All right, back to it. Just Able. Buy, just buy a ticket. Feel, Able. Feel like you're a part of it. Abel is listed here first as as this man of faith. Abel. Mm-hmm. And he offered to God an acceptable sacrifice, more acceptable than Cain's. Mm. And he was commended as righteous. But isn't it just because he gave meat and not vegetables? That's right. <laughs> and that what people think? That's, that's what, what people think, that's right? That's what people think. Yeah, yeah. There's I was looking, I found these in um FF Bruce's commentary on Hebrews. Um, he looks at the Septuagint, and uh, it seems like um, it's suggested that Cain didn't follow the correct ritual. Mm. Um, uh, there's a Jewish writing called the Sacrifices of Cain and Abel, um, and it's also found in Philo. 
uh, the Jewish philosopher, mm-hmm. first century. Um, Abel offered something living, while Cain offered something that was non-living. Mm. Um, Josephus, the Jewish historian, he uh, seems to insinuate that Abel brought something that was natural, naturally produced, like the animals mate, and you bring a you bring you know a sacrifice. Whereas Cain had to like forcefully cause the earth to produce, you know, crops. Um, all of these just seem to suggest that animals are superior to vegetables, which I'm not going to I'm not going to argue against. Right? Um, but there's like this idea that it's. Um, it's harder to be a farmer than to be a, a shepherd because Cain is having to like force the the ground to produce this offering and that's somehow inferior to to Abel's sacrifice. The the focus is always on the gift. In, in all of these these arguments, it always focuses on the gift. Yeah. The the author of Hebrews and Genesis mm-hmm. focuses on the man. The man yeah. It focuses on Abel. Um, and I love how Calvin just always always seems to just give the simple, straightforward answer. Well, I know he does, but honestly, if you just read verse four, yeah, it's, it's there. pretty simple. And that's what Calvin brings out. He's like, that's, <laughs> like, that's what it says. Well, why all the speculation? It literally <laughs> says he offered a sacrifice by faith. Well, I understand why these unbelieving Jewish writings, like Philo, Josephus, they're not Christians. So they're they're not they're not fully understanding that it's it's salvation by faith uh-huh. um you've got to bring the right the well, right they're, offering they're right? looking at it in a workspace yeah yeah he uh-huh. did a, so he i understand that but there are christians that there are christians that are trying yeah. to figure it out also uh-huh. and it it simply says that um it's by faith that abel offered to god a more acceptable sacrifice than cain <laughs> it's right there so why did he bring a more acceptable sacrifice? What made the sacrifice more acceptable? Because there are offerings of of uh, grain prescribed right. in the law of Moses. It's, uh-huh. it's not like you can't bring mm-hmm. produce. Like they they are commanded to bring the first the first fruits of their crop. Yep. Right. There could be something in the sacrifice. I mean, maybe, but it's, it's speculation because. The focus is on the faith that caused Abel to bring an acceptable sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So why did God accept Abel's sacrifice? It's because Abel brought it in faith. So God God receives Abel first. And then after he receives Abel, he receives Abel's sacrifice. Yeah. Right. Um, why did Cain why was Cain's rejected? It was because he didn't bring it in faith. He probably brought it as like ritual. There's probably a distinction that he's trying to that could be drawn out um, in the context of the book of Hebrews. You've got you've got these Christians who are being called to live by faith, and instead they're being tempted to go back to the empty rituals mm-hmm. of the temple sacrifice. Yeah. Um, and even if you bring a, an animal sacrifice like Abel, but you don't have faith. You're not going to be received. You're not going to be commended. Right. And faith now is through Christ, mm-hmm. right? So he goes on to then say, and which we talked about earlier, con- commendation by God. Mm. He was commended by God right. because of his faith. Yeah, God accepted his gifts, and even though that happened, he still died. He dies. Yeah, 
not just dies, he, he's, he's murdered. murdered. He's yeah. murdered by his unbelieving brother, mm-hmm. which would have had um, significance for these Christians who are suffering. Yeah. Um, and it happened, their, their Jewish brothers are opposing them. So God's uh, acceptance of you by faith alone, his decla- declaration that you are righteous and his come, it doesn't guarantee your life's going to go well because this, he's murdered yeah. like pretty quickly afterward. I mean, we don't know, yeah. but probably it's, it's probably not. I mean, I, I can imagine, I mean, that Moses is not writing like a complete history, so he might be right. conflating the event, but you can imagine Cain stewing over this yeah. and the bitterness. Uh-huh. Like he's angry at God, but then he's like, it's, it's Abel's fault. He can't, he fault. can't, he, he, he can't hit God with a rock. Right. He can hit his yeah. brother though. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you can imagine that, uh, Sin makes us do stupid things. Yep. Like uh, we think of we think of David, and mm-hmm. and um, he just starts by not going to war like he's supposed to, and then he's he doesn't turn his gaze away when he's supposed to, and he ends up murdering a guy. It's like that escalates, <laughs> right? Um, Abel or Cain moves from you know just anger, bitterness, to just hatred. Yeah, he murders his brother. Yeah. yeah, but uh, it's it's not. Uh, you can't look at your circumstances and say, "Well, God, God commends me or doesn't commend me." I'm pleasing to God because everything is going well in my life. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you'll die. Some, I like, sometimes sometimes you'll you'll taste death. I think this is my of, favorite point of the sermon. Yeah, yeah, it's a good lesson. Mm-hmm. Very good lesson. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad that you brought it out like this. I think it is there. They're, yeah, that, being, that, they're being juxtaposed to each other. Because mm-hmm. Enoch, he says, he's also commended by God because of right. his faith, uh-huh. faith alone. Yeah, he's taken away. Yeah, he doesn't die. You, you can you can find you can find it. I circled it. Though he died, it it helps in my Bible. They're they're stacked on top of each other. Though he died, and so that he should not see death. So they're they're right next to each other. They're they're juxtaposed. Mm-hmm. So Abel is commended by God, and he dies. Enoch is commended by God, and he's taken so that he doesn't see death. Mm-hmm. Um, you just don't know; like you don't you don't know what the outcome is going to be. But they're they're next to each other to remind us that even though we have faith, we We're, we will we'll, we'll experience yeah. trials and it's, suffering, and, mm-hmm. and maybe death, maybe hostility from unbelievers. We, we we have no guarantee, even in America now, that someone won't hate God so much that he'll kill a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not doom and gloom because we've got Enoch. Yeah. So all, all of us, one, one of the commentators I read, he said, like, all like Abel will die without the fullness of what God has promised. Like we're, we're all looking into the future, um, and we're not in this life going to experience everything that God has promised. Mm-hmm. But... All like Enoch, um, are promised triumph over death. Mm-hmm. So we're all going to be like Abel in some sense. We're not going to experience all of God's promises in this life. We'll we'll die. But the example of Enoch reminds us that God has promised life after death, yeah. um, and good. we'll experience that by faith. That's good. Yeah. All right. Then the next one, number five, is faith is necessary. Without faith, it's that's, impossible. I mean, that's a necess- that's. I mean, that's a that's a pretty simple point, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, not, there's not much. There's uh, 
not much I needed to like bring out of this one. Uh, faith is necessary. That, that's exactly what verse six says. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's 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 tying together these verses. Um, verse chapter ten, verse thirty-eight says that the righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, if he apostatizes, if he falls away, my soul has no pleasure in him. So God is not pleased in the one who shrinks back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we we got down here in, in verse five that. Um, before he was taken, Enoch was commended as having pleased God. Um, that's what the, the Septuagint says. It, it's not in the Hebrew, it's in the, in the Septuagint, which is what the author of Hebrews is using, mm. um, that, that Enoch pleased God. Um, and so he ties it together, and he makes application, and he says, why did he please God? It's because he had faith. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. So he's just tying, tying all of these mm. together. Um, and again, I mean, it's an, it's important for us to to remember that this is not optional. He's not saying this is just one way to live as a Christian. If you want to please God, it's not going to be through animal sacrifices. It's not going to be through the Levitical priests. It's not going to be through the temple. You can offer as many animal sacrifices as you want to. They will never please God because you can only please God by faith. Mm. Um. I think it was Paul in Romans 14 who says that anything um, without faith is sin. Remember what I'm talking about? Whatever yes. does not proceed, proceed from faith is sin. Uh-huh. Well, that's the same thing that the author of Hebrews is saying. Right. Yeah. And then you go into number six, faith has its object, the true living God. Mm. Um you have to believe that he exists and he rewards those who seek him. Yeah. This God. Right. Yeah. The not in, not in God in general. Right. The 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 text literally says whoever would draw near to God must believe that he is. Mm-hmm. Um so you've probably heard apologist. Um I've 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 heard it more from like evidentialist mm-hmm. that they argue for the existence of a god yeah and then they just kind of stop right um but there's a lot of people that are going to believe in a god right who are going to perish uh-huh. right because it's not a god that saves it's this god uh-huh. who saves um, and the God of, of Islam and Judaism and Mormonism and Jehovah's Witnesses. Um. Everyone who says that God is love must submit to the reality of the Trinitarian God, or you can't claim that. Mm, yeah, God cannot be love, which is everybody's favorite. It's like a little, it's like a trope today. It means nothing in our culture. Mm-hmm. They use that to justify their sin and as to why you should love, right. quotes, air quotes, mm. love and be accepting. God is love, but God is love only works if he is this God, mm-hmm. the Trinitarian God, Father, yeah. Son, and Holy Spirit, eternally existing as three persons. I think we, I think that we downplay the Trinity a lot. Um, I know growing up, I, I heard like the, the Trinitarian formula, but it wasn't really pressed in that this is essential to the Christian faith. Right. Um, and so I think a lot of Christians are, they, they, they profess belief in the Trinitarian formula, one God and three persons, Father, Son, Spirit, but practically they're just Unitarians. Uh-huh. I mean, it doesn't really have 
um, uh, really a, a, a big difference. So you, you hear, um, you hear the argument that that Muslims and Jews and Christians all worship the same God because He's the God of Abraham. Uh-huh. Um, and I've I've said before, and I've had people give me weird looks when I say that the God of of um, of Judaism is not the same God as the God that Christians worship. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Because Jews they like they have the Old Testament. They they yeah. they worship the same God of the Old Testament, but. You we may, have to di- we have to dig into the Trinity. Well, they they, d- they deny that God is triune. So the you'd have to make a qualifier mm. or a qualifying statement to say that modern Judaism mm. or post post uh, eighty seventy Jerusalem uh, Jerusalem Judaism who who's really not so much based primarily on the Old Testament, mm. but based on tradition. Jewish tradition, the tradition of their elders right. that has been passed down, mm-hmm. which we've talked about before, after the resurrection took took place, people were claiming that Jesus was God, they tried to scrub from their traditions <laughs> yeah. the idea that there was a plurality in the Godhead, mm-hmm. um, which is very interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they solidified in their Jewishness this m- idea of this monad yeah. that's like Islam. Mm-hmm. Which can't be love, right? Because there's nothing to love, yeah. And wouldn't wouldn't logically create anything because he wouldn't even know, like he he wouldn't know what it meant to have fellowship. Fellowship, yeah, yeah. Whereas the Christian God, the God that is this God, mm. he creates and he gives of himself to draw you into relationship with himself. As out of his out of an overflow of his selflessness, mm-hmm. because the greatest gift that God could give to you is the gift of Himself, and to be in community in that communal love with Him, mm-hmm. which that was there in the garden, yeah, is broken and is lost, right. And so the whole story of creation in the universe makes the most sense only if there is and there is Trinitarian God, right. Yeah. And and so he he says here in verse 6 whoever would draw near to God and that that phrase draw near it's, it's used throughout the book to mm-hmm. talk about true worship um whoever would draw near to God and we are constantly being exhorted to do that um they have to believe that this God is because the only way you can draw near is through Christ that that's the only way that you can draw near I mean that's since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near. Um, You can't draw near any other way. So if you're rejecting Jesus, then you're rejecting this God, and you can't draw near to to him. Um, You you won't please him because you don't have faith. Um, So your faith... Faith always has to have an object. That's where the um, the word of faith people they they go kind of crazy because it's it's just this this force. Instead, faith is in an object. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, my systematic professor in seminary he once said something that was I get what he was saying, but he said it in kind of like a, a 
I don't think he meant it inflammatory, but if you just take it out of its context, you misunderstand him, it would be. He said that if you really get into it, faith is not really important at all. It's the object of your faith. Mm-hmm. Now, he's not, he's not denying that we're right. saved by faith. He's saying that you have to remember that faith always has to have an object. Uh-huh. It's never faith. We're not saved by faith in faith. Right. We're not, we're not called to have faith in our faith. And that, I think that's what a lot of people, they doubt assurance because that's what they're doing. They're, they're saying, well, I don't have enough faith. Uh-huh. Um, it's not your faith. It's the object of your faith that is the primary importance. Right. Like you're saved by faith in Christ. Um, and we, we all practice different levels of faith in a whole bunch of different objects uh-huh. we're we're uh, we're exercising faith right now that that thing's actually recording us <laughs> we're not just talking into the... buttons red yeah. better, be, better be going <laughs> yeah. you know um we have faith in these chairs uh you know i told the people yesterday they, they had faith in the pews that they wouldn't break which mm-hmm. i mean you do you <laughs> right <laughs> you know? but um a lot of the faith the faith that we have is really based on mathematical probabilities like i have faith that my car is going to get me from point a to point b because that's that's been the that's been my experience and it's not going to explode <laughs> right. while you're driving it yeah um but we're talking about a faith that that um we're supposed to um change our whole life our whole life is supposed to be affected by this faith mm-hmm. this faith is what we are hoping not just in this life but for eternity um the object of our faith has to hold up mm-hmm. right and only this god can do it right um so our object the object of our faith is this god this triune god father son and spirit who have not only promised these things, but they have demonstrated through the death and resurrection of Christ that all the promises are going to come true. Yeah, a good a good uh, illustration is Elijah and the prophets uh, mm. versus the prophets on Mount Carmel, mm. uh, and they had faith. Apparently, they had faith in Baal. They yeah. were doing a lot of works, uh-huh. trying to conjure him up. Faith in the wrong object, mm-hmm. and then the simple faith yeah. of the prophet, right. Fire comes down. Yeah. It's all about the object. It's, it's funny uh, you you brought that up. Um, it's been suggested that that's that's how Abel knew that his sacrifice had been accepted. Oh, is that God? Fire came. Uh, yeah, fire came down and consumed it. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it was like a visible, visible acceptance. Okay. I mean, again, that's reading into the text, but yeah, there had to be something that object. there had to be something that Bocane and Abel were like. Well, mine was accepted and. And his wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, a tiny, tiny, minuscule grain of a mustard seed faith in Jesus mm-hmm. saves. Yeah, yeah, because it's not your, it's not the, the greatness of your faith. It's the greatness of the object of your faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and then the last one, faith has a reward. Mm-hmm. Faith has a reward. Yeah, uh, and that's what he says at the end of verse six that. Those who would draw near, they must believe that he is and that he rewards those who seek him. Um, and then he gives the final, the final example, which is Noah, right? Um, and we know, we know the story of Noah. Mm-hmm. Um, the world is wicked. We've got those uh, pesky sons of God, mm-hmm. <laughs> the daughters of men, um, 
Could chase that rabbit. You want to chase that rabbit? I, <laughs> I'm tempted because I was reading the other day and with a great confidence and uh, condescension, people of uh, this guy making fun of someone who would take the plain reading of that text mm. uh, and saying, no, these are just the descendants of Cain mm. and uh, the descendants of Seth. Interesting. Yeah. And really making fun of the the view that, huh. of Nephilim being supernatural and things. Um, well, I mean that's uh, that's the historic position. That's yeah. the majority position. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's just the simpleton. You're just a simpleton, though. <laughs> You're just reading the Bible and believing what it says, Jay. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> yep. So yeah, um, but we've got this explosion of wickedness. Violence is covering the earth. So God. God's purpose is to destroy the world in a worldwide flood. Um, but Noah finds favor in the eyes of the Lord. That word favor is the word grace. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he finds grace. Um, and so God warns Noah of the coming cataclysm and tells him to construct an ark and uh, bring in um, animals, bring in his family, go into the ark, and uh, you'll be safe from the flood. And so... The author of Hebrews says this was by faith. Mm-hmm. Um, by faith, being warned by God concerning events yet unseen. So we can we can just speculate on what what he would have experienced um, from people that are seeing him build this gigantic boat in you know Mesopotamia, right. uh, and he's maybe I mean um, Peter calls him a, a preacher of righteousness. So he might have been warning people of of what was coming, like a worldwide flood. Yeah, nah, that's not gonna happen. Um, but he's been warned by God. He's been given revelation by God of coming judgment, um, and so in reverent fear, he constructs this ark for the saving of his household. So he um, he hears the word of God. He believes the word of God. He believes the warnings. He believes that God has provided a way of salvation, and he acts. Right? He he works. Mm-hmm. So based on his faith in what God has revealed to him, goes to work. He acts, yeah. um, and by doing so, he saves himself and, and his, his household. Yeah. That's faith. That's uh-huh. that's what we've been talking about. That faith works. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we're supposed to do. God has given His word. Um, Ultimately, we we read at the beginning of the book, he's ultimately revealed his word in Jesus. Jesus is the final revelation. Um, we have words of judgment. I mean, we've been we've been reading the warning passages, uh, but we know future judgment is coming. Mm-hmm. But God has provided a way of escape. He's provided. There's, a, there's an ark, right? There's an ark. Yeah. There's an ark. Um, and so, by faith, we get in the get ark. in the ark, and we 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 flee to Jesus. We find refuge in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, where we're called to be like Noah. Mm-hmm. Um, and by doing so, by doing so, um, he says he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. So um, the unbelieving world was judged for their rejection of, uh, of the truth. And um, Noah and his family, they were saved. And Noah, by his faith, he is justified. He becomes an heir of the righteousness that that only comes by faith, yeah. um, and that kind of summarizes all the points um, that uh, he it works. Faith works. Um, he's he's justified by his faith. That's how it always has been. 
Um, it's it's based its foundation in the word of God that he received. Um, sorrows and triumphs. I mean, he's saved, but you can imagine. I mean, he the world the world ends. Yeah, right. Um, that's not something that you. I mean, even as you're saved, it's probably not something that you go through with a smile on your face. I imagine. Well, first thing he did was get drunk afterwards. That's so. true. Yeah, um, it's probably traumatic. His faith is necessary. I mean, if he if he hadn't if he hadn't acted on his faith, he would have been destroyed in the flood. Um, he's trusting in this God, yeah. and he believes that God rewards those who seek Him. And I love what one of the commentators I read. Um, this is F. F. Bruce. He said that the reward desired by those who seek God is the joy of finding Him. Yeah. Yeah, it was so thanks Noah for uh preserving mankind through your faith uh-huh. or God did through you. Yep. Yep. Good good introduction to faith. We're going to continue on. You're going to finish up the faith next time or, <laughs> or uh how many we got in this chapter? Uh five. Uh, five. There's four more. In this chapter? In this chapter. Yep. Okay. Yeah, four We're, more we'll to t- go. We'll take it pretty slow through the chapter because there's some things that we really want to highlight. So next week, um, we're going to divide Abraham's story into two. Mm-hmm. Next week is 8 through 16, which is really focusing on the land. Um, then 17 through um, 22 is focusing on the, the seed. Uh-huh. So divide his divided into two. And then um, we've got Moses and the Israelites um, and then we'll have that last passage uh, that's talking about um, these unnamed heroes of faith who suffered. Mm-hmm. So. All right, good, good stuff. Hope, hope, uh, hope everybody enjoyed it. I know, I, I know, I did. I've been enjoying as you go through Hebrews, learning a lot. Hopefully you've been learning from these podcast episodes or YouTube episodes. If you have, give us a like, subscribe, and share. Pass it along. Uh, Come back for Free For All Friday. Uh, That will be on the Doctrines of Grace. We're going to continue on with that, and we are on Irresistible Grace. We're going to finally get to that one. We've been... Will we, Jay? Yeah, we'll see. Will we? (laughs) Come back for that, Irresistible Grace. I love that doctrine, the effectual call. Um, it's It's my favorite, maybe. I don't know. I like it a lot. So come back for that. You're going to want to check that out. That's going to be very beneficial to you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on Friday. Bye-bye.